So this morning we are in our second week of our series, Go Deeper. How long will this series last? Nobody knows. Only the Lord. But as we're in our second week, last week we looked at going deeper in our relationships. Our relationship with God and our relationship with others. And we said last week, and actually I didn't say it, I just repeated it. I was a messenger from the word that the Lord spoke to Miss Terry. And that was that Jesus is more than a resolution. He is a relationship. We went on to say that we've got to get out of going through the routine and desire a relationship, right? Whether it's with God or with others, we've got to get out from just going through the routines and want something more, want a deeper relationship. Why? To connect with them, but also to connect with God. So I challenge you, if you have connections, if you have a connection with God, if you have a connection with a few folks here at Bible Fellowship, go deeper, go deeper, go past the surface, go past just saying hello or good morning or how was your week and find some time to maybe break bread with one another, to to go on a trip with one another. You can learn a lot about each other. This morning, I want to start by sharing a story to kind of bridge where we were last week into where we'll be this week. And before I share this story, I have a disclaimer. It's, It's something that happened to me. And I've heard, I've been in classes and studied different books and things. And some people say, well, you shouldn't use yourself as an example. Well, I partially use myself as an example in some cases because A, it connects. And then B, it goes to show you that I'm not any different than you all. That there are things that I struggle with, that there are things that that I have to take next steps with, amen? And so I use that not to glorify Chris, but to glorify the Holy Spirit for prompting me in those times and also the power and shed blood of Jesus for what he's doing in those, amen? So it's not about me. I'm pointing you to Jesus and how he's working. And here's the example. So last week we did indeed talk about going deeper in our relationships. Well, for those of you that might not know, I've taken an interest in woodworking and, and such. And so... It's opened up conversations. It's opened up conversations with my father-in-law and with other people, people I didn't even know that were interested in that. And so I was trying to figure out something. I have a friend of mine that works at Sherwin-Williams. And so I went to Sherwin-Williams and I said, look, I got this problem. This is the world y'all work in, refinishing and painting. Can you help me out with this problem? And so they they told me, sure, we, they could help me. So I went home, got what the piece I was working on. I brought it back. And I noticed something about the young man. His name is Devin. I don't mind telling you his name. His name's Devin. He drives a Camaro, right? He drives a silver Camaro. I used to own a silver Camaro. He and I had been kind of chatty. And so when I went back in, I began to talk with him. And I don't know if it was then or afterwards, but it's like, hello, this is what the Lord, what you were just preaching and teaching on Sunday, of going deeper, of finding ways to to build relationships with people. So I began to talk to Devin, began to, to kind of get to know him a little bit better. I noticed he had a Camaro, so that was a conversation piece, and we talked about life. And then I looked at Devin, and I said this. I said, Devin, I said, and I muttered it out. I didn't, it didn't just flow, but I said, Devin, tell me about your relationship with Jesus. Oh, well, I used to go to church. He began to tell me a story, and then I asked him before I left, I said, Devin, how can I pray for you? Going deeper in relationships. And this week's topic is about prayer. 
Do you see that? I couldn't have done that. But I was listening to the prompts of the Holy Spirit that was like, go deeper. Right? You're, you're connecting with this guy. Go deeper. Ask about me. Ask about Jesus. Ask about his relationship. And here's the thing that he told me. He thought, and as many times as I've asked just people that I don't know well, how can I pray for you? It kind of stumps them. But he began to tell me a story, and he said, look, he said, my mom and my dad passed away when I was small. I was raised by my grandparents. He said, my grandmother has since passed away. He said, so I want to be able to be successful. I want to be able to, to make ends meet so that I can provide for my grandfather as he ages. So I dove deeper, and I learned something about him. And when you dive deeper with Jesus, when you dive deeper with other people, you will find things that you did not know about them. You will find things that will break your heart, that will make you wonder, well, I, I can't sympathize with that. I still have both of my parents. But, but he doesn't. So to just pray for him and to encourage him, right? So this morning, we are going to look at deepening our prayer life. And I want you to know that as I've been working on this series back um, before we kicked it off, so in the end of December, I would see people. And I would go up to them and I'd say, okay, I don't want you to overthink it. If I was to tell you in life, in, in the life of a Christian, and these were Christian men and women that, women that I respect, I said, if, if I was going to say, let's go deeper in something, what are the first things that come to mind? And I kid you not, almost every time, no matter who I asked, they would say, Bible study, and prayer. Those would be in the top two. And so one day I was at the hospital and my buddy Ricky Simmons, he's the youth pastor over at Jehovah Missionary Baptist Church. He and I went to school together. I love Ricky and his wife Celestine. Great, um, precious saints in Christ. And we were talking about this and in the middle of it, his, his precious little granddaughter, she's probably, I don't know, seven or eight years old. And we talked about prayer and said, okay, prayer. I'm writing it down. She said, well, just talk to Jesus. And I was like, sweetie, I wanted to say amen. Ding, 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 ding. Yes, from the mouth of a child. Just talk to Jesus, right? And it was so nice. It was so precious to hear that come from her lips. And so, y'all, as we began to prepare for this week, everywhere I turned, there was something about prayer. Uh, um, a guy that I that I love and appreciate, he um, he goes to these conferences and he types notes and he just sends them out. Right, So I don't even have to go to the conference, but I just get these nuggets of wisdom. And his name's Brian Dodd. He, he does that. And so he, he posted this post, like 30 people you need to connect with on, on social media this year that are just Christian people that you need to connect with. And one of them, his name's Adam, and he's a multimedia pastor. And so I went to look at him and, okay, is this somebody I want to follow? What does he post? And so lo and behold, every nugget that he had posted on Twitter, prayer, prayer prayer. So I followed him and I sent him a tweet. It's called a tweet. I tagged him and I said, Hey, thanks for your uh, things on prayer. I'm preaching and teaching on prayer this week. He said, well, brother, he said all month it's about prayer. I said, well, thank God. Cause it was just, I was just encouraged by what he was posted. Listen to some of the things that he posted. We have to pray with our eyes on God, not on the difficulties. Oswald Chambers. We have to pray with our eyes on God, not on the difficulties. To be a Christian without prayer is no more possible than to be alive without breathing. Martin Luther. Corey Tinboon. Is prayer your steering wheel or your spare tire? 
Our prayers may be awkward. Our attempts may be feeble. But since the power of prayer is in the one who hears it and not the one who says it, our prayers do make a difference. Max Lucado. Three more. God has promised to supply all of our needs. What we don't have now, we don't need now. That was Elizabeth Elliot, if I'm not mistaken. Her husband, her husband was a missionary who was killed while trying to, to spread the gospel. Time spent in prayer is never wasted. And lastly, there is no other activity in life so important as that of prayer. Every other activity depends upon prayer for its best efficiency. Even this morning as I sat down and we were thrift shopping yesterday and I opened it up to January 13th. This is a book by Martin Lloyd-Jones. He was a preacher of preachers. He's written about preaching and, and encouraging young men and men of God who stand to preach to, to, just, to proclaim the gospel and to proclaim it boldly. Listen to what he said. If God were unkind, and I've read this this morning, if God were unkind enough to answer some of our prayers at once, And in our way, we should be very impoverished Christians. If God were unkind enough to answer some of our prayers at once, and in our way, we should be very impoverished Christians. Fortunately, God sometimes delays His answers in order to deal with selfishness or things in our lives which should not be there. He is concerned about us and intends to fit us for a fuller place in His kingdom. We should therefore judge every event in the light of God's great, eternal, and glorious purpose. So as we dive in, as we begin to think about prayer, one of the things that I ran across this week was in Psalm 55, 22. It says, cast your burden on the Lord and He will sustain you. Y'all, prayer is simply a conversation with God. I have heard some of the most humble prayers as I've been in ministry and God has allowed us to be a part of some different bodies of believers. And I've heard a man who, I don't know, he just had the most humble prayers I've ever heard. Right To others, it might seem childish, and it might not seem eloquent. But I'm sorry, friends, when, when you have somebody, and, and it's not here, Lord forbid, it's not here. I promise, I'm saying that up front. But I was a part of another church, and I used to usher. And we would come down, and the men would pray with me. And then you get down, and like we do here, and we pray before we take up the offering. Oh, how art thee, great and majesty, Father. And, you know, will you just bless thee and do that? And I'm thinking, buddy. You didn't talk like that between me and you before you started praying. And you don't talk like that after the service. So why do you come down front when it's time to collect God's, what is due to God? To collect an offering and tithe from his people. And why do you change who you are? Why do you change your, your, the words that you use and you start using the Queen's English when that's not how you talk on a regular basis? Should we have reverence for God? Yes, absolutely. But it is not to put on show, and our prayers are not to be wordy. Amen? I struggle with that. I struggle with that as we talk about prayer, because as a leader within the body of Christ, part of my goal is that I'm supposed to model what prayer is. Amen? 
that I'm supposed to, that I'm teaching you the things, like the things that are welling up inside of me and the things that are on my heart and mind, right? I stand before you and I'm supposed to be setting a good example, but at the same time, it's not about how many words. Amen. Some of the simplest prayers are the shortest prayers. So I balance. There's a fine line. And so am I being too wordy? Am I being like the Pharisees? I, I want to be, I'm praying to be heard or, or is, is this really my heart? There's a battle. I battle with that most often. But listen, if we're to indeed, so we're talking about prayer and how prayer is simply a conversation with God. We are to indeed communicate with him. But we have to take it to another level. We have to go deeper. And the ultimate goal is to commune with Him. It's not simply a conversation, but to commune. And what does that mean? And what does that look like? This is what it means. It means that we're to intimately, intimately have conversations with him. It's going past the surface and it's discussing the desires of our heart and the things that we struggle with. It's getting real before God. And it's not just coming before him and just saying, you know, Lord, uh, you know, will you help me with this situation? But Lord, I don't really like them. And I don't really, you know, why did you put this person in my life? And, and why are they here right now? I, I've had to pray that like in the moment, right? You'd be in some situation and trying to eat food and some bum comes up to you and it's like, okay, Lord, why did you send this person in my life at this moment? Why did you send them right now? What do you need me to do? What do I need to say? How can I reflect you, right? I'm going through that in my mind, in that moment. So I want to make a few other points about prayer this morning. And so let's go, let's go through a little bit of a Bible drill of sorts. Our, our former, uh, uh, Awana instructors here at Bible Fellowship Church, y'all will probably remember those, right? And so I want to just call our attention. I want to, I want us to flip through God's Word and I want us to look about a few things about prayer this morning. So we're going to start over in the Old Testament. We're going to look at Jeremiah. We're going to look at Jeremiah chapter 29. And so that's between Isaiah and lamentations. And hey, friends, can I tell you something this morning? You know, don't just do like one woman did when I was in Turbyville one time. The preacher was preaching on the New Testament. And, you know, she opened her Bible and she was sitting back there. And I just happened to, like, be behind her or whatever. And I looked and he was in Matthew and she was over in Joshua. But, like, if you looked around, she had her Bible open. But she wasn't where she was supposed to be. So, listen, don't be afraid. There's a little, uh, there's a little page in the front of your Bible that says, Contents. Has all the listings of the chapters, and most Bibles have them in alphabetical order. Don't be afraid to use that. I use it. Sometimes somebody throws something out and say, Oh Lord, where's that at? I'm at a preaching conference. I'm over there like, Don't, I hope nobody sees me turning to the table of contents. But I, turn there. It's there for a reason. Use it. Use it. Use it. So we're going to be in Jeremiah chapter 29. Give me a minute as I find my place. Jeremiah chapter 29. Now here's, here's something I want to tell you as I'm turning there. You know what I love about God's Word? We, we, can, we can take it and it can bless us. It can bless other people. It can encourage us. It can challenge us. It can convict us. It can break us. But we know these nuggets of wisdom, like Jeremiah 29 11, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Um, plans to give you a future and, and a hope. We, we know that, but listen, look at verse 12. Look at verse 12. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will hear you. 
Verse 13, you will seek me and you will find me when you seek me with all your heart. Friends, we are to call on the Lord. And that calling upon the Lord is a.k.a. prayer. It is simply having a conversation with the Lord. I want you to turn over to the New Testament. We're going to look at 1 Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. That's sandwiched uh, in between Colossians and 1 Timothy. Colossians and 1 Timothy. So we're going to look at, uh, actually it's sandwiched between Colossians and 1 and 2 Thessalonians. Anyway, but find your way there, New Testament, 1 Thessalonians. And we're going to be in chapter 5. Isn't it nice to hear the sound of pages of God's word being turned in God's house? I love it. And those there's other people scrolling. That's good. They found it maybe a little bit quicker. They're scrolling too. That's good. Use technology. It's there for a reason. All right. So the next thing I want you to see, so we're to call on the name of the Lord. We're to pray to him. But then we're to pray without ceasing. Look at uh, verse 16 through 18. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Right? We're to pray without ceasing. So we're to call upon the name of the Lord. We're to pray without ceasing. And then I want you to turn uh, one book over so you can go into 1 Timothy. 1 Timothy chapter 2. You'll turn to the... Um, well. Turn to the left. You're going to the right. So just flip to the right. Um, 1 Timothy chapter 2. 1 Timothy chapter 2. Listen, Paul, in chapter 2, he begins this chapter, it falls under their heading, pray for all people. F- Paul says this, First of all, then I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for some people. No, Paul says, for all people, for kings and all who are in high positions, that they may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. Verse 3, this is good and it's pleasing in the sight of God our Savior. Verse 4, who desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of truth. I've told you time and time again, One of my most favorite words in Scripture is all. A-L-L. Because what does all leave out? He doesn't just say pray for some people. He says we're to pray for all people. And what's the goal of prayer? I I think it's so great that uh, Mary Darty's not here. We need to pray for her. She's had several bouts with uh, some upper respiratory like sinus infections, and then I think she uh, sprained her ankle or something like that. So we need to pray for Miss Mary. But it's funny because I thought of Miss Mary just a second ago because as we would be in our small group most every Wednesday night that we would get together and we would talk about what do we need to pray for, she'd say, pray for the lost. I always pray for the lost that they may be saved. In verse 4, who desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth? All right, so we're to call upon the name of the Lord. We're to pray without ceasing. We're to pray for everybody. And then I want you to turn over to uh, the flip to the right. We're going to go to James, so 2 Timothy, Titus. Then you can go back past the book of Hebrews. 
Then we're going to be in James. So we're going to go to James chapter 5. Coming up, I'll give you, as you're turning to James chapter 5, in just a few short weeks, you'll see it in the bulletin. We're going to offer an in-depth Bible study on Wednesday night about the book of James. It will be at uh, my house. It will go for about six weeks. And so if you're interested, uh, I already had one person said, oh, James is my favorite book. I can't look. I look forward to studying that. So the book of James, we'll be studying that. A six-week Bible study. Pretty intense, but I look forward to what God's going to do through that. So James chapter 5, James chapter 5. Let's look in verse 13 and following. Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anoint him with oil and the same in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the one who is sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. Amen. So we're to call upon the name of the Lord. We're to pray without ceasing. We're to pray for everybody, but we're also to pray for one another. That encompasses everybody. That encompasses all. But we're driving home the point this morning that as we pray, we've got to go deeper. We've got to pray for those around us. So I take very seriously our connect cards on Sunday morning. Sometimes none come back. Praise God. It's okay. Maybe no, y'all are all fair and well. No prayer needs, no need for God in your life. God's just answering all of your prayers. Praise God. Maybe some people are afraid to write it down, but listen, we, it's between us. I'm thankful for the prayers. People giving me next steps. Pray that I'll be able to do this. Praise God that one came in. Yes, we'll pray for that one. We're going to pray for that. Allow others the opportunity to pray for you. I got a warning for you in a minute, but we hadn't got there yet. So listen, we're to call upon the name of the Lord. We're to pray without ceasing. We're to pray for everybody. We're to pray for one another. And then I want you to turn back to the left. We just passed that chapter. I want you to turn to Hebrews chapter 4. So you're going to turn back to the left. As you turn into Hebrews chapter 4, we're to pray boldly. We're to pray with confidence. Look at what God's word says in verse 16. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. Let us then with confidence, King James says boldly, so let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Now here's one thing I encourage you, friends, as you study God's Word, mark your copy of God's Word. Underline things, highlight things that you've seen. You know why? Because as I was studying that, I began. I always look back. Uh, say, okay, you know, pray without ceasing. I'm here. Okay, what's around that? Oh, well, what is around that? I'm glad you asked. Look back at verse 14. Since then, we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize in our weakness, but one in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. And then we find our verse that we just read. So, amen. Thank God we can go boldly before the throne of grace in the throne of mercy and to present our request to God. And then lastly, well, not lastly, second to last, we're to pray humbly. Turn back to the book of Luke, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Turn back to the book of Luke. We're going to go to Luke chapter 14, Luke chapter 14. 
Luke chapter 14, verse 11. Verse 11, we're to pray humbly. And now where did, we, where did I get that from? Where did I get that from? Because scripture tells us, for everyone who exalts himself will be humbled. And he who humbles himself will be exalted. Now, okay, what, what does that mean? So exalt is to raise on high, is to lift up. So either you will be humbled, right? He's saying either you will be humbled, you'll be brought low. And, and what he's literally saying there is, uh, Luke is saying that you will be literally humiliated, right? If you place yourself on high, the Lord will prevail. Amen? He does not care for the halty. The halty cannot be near his presence. But you will be humble. You will be humiliated if you put... So you, you say, well, Chris, we just talked about praying boldly. Well, that's praying to God boldly. Amen? That's you and him talking. That's not other things. That doesn't mean that we can't be bold and we can't have confidence, but we need to keep it in check. So listen, instead of making much of yourself and being humiliated in the end, make much of Jesus and who he is. Fight the urge to be proud and haughty and arrogant by seeking the Lord throughout your day in prayer. Can I tell you something, friends? You know, when we get to heaven and as we walk on this earth, every time we pray, we don't have to, well, bow your heads, close your eyes, let's pray to God. No, man, you can pray as you go along, pray to God right now. Amen? Just like I'm talking to you. Have a conversation with him. There are times when I get called and somebody say, we need you to come see somebody in the hospital. We need you to minister to them. I don't know. What am I supposed to say? I don't know how I do this. Okay, well, on the way there. Okay, God, as I'm going there, all right, Lord, I, I don't know what I'm going to say. You know, just give me the strength that I need and help me to, um, you know, maybe say something to point them to you and make much of you. Uh, God, just, just give me the words to say. Right? I'm doing that as I'm walking there. Do I always do that? No. Sometimes I wallow around and I'm struggling with some sin and, man, it's just eating me alive. And then it's like, you big dummy. You should have prayed when you started struggling with that a few minutes ago. Not hour and a half or three hours later hello i mean this didn't happen yesterday but it's happened recently maybe i guess but you know what i'm saying it happens i'm not perfect don't put me on a pedestal we're here to make much of jesus not of chris amen all right so we're to call upon the lord we're to pray without ceasing we're to pray for everybody we're to pray for one another we're to pray boldly we're to pray humbly and last but not least oh we cannot exit a quick message on praying without this one turn over to matthew chapter 5 matthew first book of the new testament as we break the silence of god and uh we hear from him as we turn into the new testament so we're going to be in matthew chapter 5 we're going to look at uh one verse Actually, no, we're not. We're going to look at a couple. All right. You've heard it said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Verse 44. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those that persecute you so that you may be sons of your father who is in heaven for he makes his son rise on the evil and on the good and he sends rain on the just and the unjust For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet only your brothers, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? Verse 48. You therefore must be perfect as your Father 
is perfect. So we are to love and to pray for our enemies. Now we got to verse 48 and without having a message within a message or a sermon within a sermon, I read that and I said, okay, God, you are therefore must be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. Now, what are you, wait, what, what are you saying? Perfection? That's not possible. That can't be obtained. And you're right. So you know what I had to do? I had to go deeper. I had to dig deeper. So very quickly, very quickly. Listen to this. You shall not be satisfied with and shall not attain to no lower state than maturity. Friends, regardless of your age this morning, maturity in Christ is our goal. None of you have reached that goal yet. Some of you are close. Praise God. But there's areas that we all need to work on. Amen? There's areas that I need to work on. Matthew Henry said this, Surely more is to be expected from the followers of Christ than from others. Surely more will be found in them than in others. Listen, let us beg of God to enable us to prove ourselves as his children. What a challenging thought. But as we think about perfection, listen, in life we cannot be flawless, but we can aspire to be as much like Christ as possible. Like the faith, and I struggle with this statement. I had to say, what? You got to read the whole statement. Got to listen to the whole statement. Like the Pharisees, we can separate ourselves from the world's sinful values, but unlike the Pharisees, we are to be devoted to God's desires rather than our own. Carrying Christ's love and mercy into the world. We can't achieve Christ-like character and a holy living at once. Amen? Thank God that it doesn't just immediately happen. It's a process of sanctification. He's making us more like Christ each and every day. That should be the, that should be the goal. That should be the goal. Christianity isn't just walking out, say a prayer, and then, you know, oh man, you just live however you want to live. No. No, you should be becoming more like Jesus. But we must grow towards maturity and wholeness. And so I want to ask you this morning, are you more like Jesus today than you were yesterday? Are you more like Jesus today than you were last month? And and as we begin a new year, are you more like Jesus in January 2019 than you were in January 2018? lastly, we can seek to love others as completely as God loves us. That's what this verse is really saying. All right, hang with me. I'm going to try to get through this message. I'm going to go just a few more minutes because I want to wrap this up. So y'all just hang tight. Uh, people will be through the buffet and you'll have, it'll be fresh and hot and you can go right on through. So you won't have to wait in line, okay? So y'all just bear with me a little longer. So how do you apply this to your life? How do you apply this to your life? You pray specifically. What have I told you before? When you pray specifically, God answers specifically. And I think this morning, as I and I see him back there, but I thought this week and God said, yes, Chris, say that. That's an example. When you pray specifically, God answers specifically. How long did we specifically pray for David and Ann Jones? Right? Now, this morning I saw her and I said, I kind of did this number or whatever. 
because she had to walk around for a season where she had oxygen. She couldn't go anywhere without oxygen. So I kind of did this number as she came in this morning. She said, praise the Lord, they came and pick it up on Friday. I don't need it anymore. Well, praise God, that's an answer to prayer, amen? That they're getting around. They probably didn't, it probably wasn't completely painless to come to church. Sometimes it can be painful. But anyway, in their situation as they recover, it wasn't just probably easy for them to come, but they came because they want to be amongst the body of believers and let them be an example to you guys that you got to push through the pain because we're meant to be in community with one another. Amen. That's Sunday morning is not just a time for us to uh, just come to be seen. It's to come to love one and encourage one another. Listen, how can you apply this to your life? If you're looking for joy, y'all have heard me say this and praise God, uh, our Dabo Sweeney, he said it the other day when they won. How do you have joy in your life? It's, it's by focusing on Jesus, others, and yourself. Right? Joy. J-O-Y. Jesus, others, and yourself. In that order. If you So think about that when you're praying. But can I caution you something this morning? Can, I need to caution you. We can become more concerned with everybody else's business but we must simply pray for the needs in their life, right? You don't have to have all the details. Really quickly, my coworker, Tracy, she's not a believer. She'd tell you that she's secure in her faith. She doesn't uh, adhere to Christianity, but she believes what she believes, and, and I appreciate that about her, right? That's how all of us should be. Whatever, how we believe, we should believe it and shouldn't be swayed. And so she got divorced, and her sister-in-law, who is a, a Bible-thumping Christian, never wanted to have anything to do with her. She got divorced, and ring, ring, that's her sister-in-law. So she answers the phone, and her sister-in-law says, Well, Tracy, how about you give me all the details of, of what went down so I know how to specifically pray for you? Tracy, being as wise sage that she is, she was like, Nah, you don't need to know that. You didn't care enough before. You don't need to know that now. You can just pray however. Right? But that's why. We don't have to have all the details to be able to pray with people. And listen, a group prayer time can quickly slip into gossip if we aren't careful. I haven't necessarily seen that here, but I've seen it in other groups. I've seen it. I've heard of that. All right. Here's where the application really meets the road this morning. Here's where the application really meets the road. Take your bulletin. Open it up. There's a piece of paper in there. Two-sided. One side's got some lines on it. You see the side with lines? How can you go deeper in your prayer life? So pull this out and look at it with me. Right here is a simple prayer card that I made. There was a time in my life that I was trying to go deeper in my prayer life. And so I said, okay, God, what can I do? And so I have one of these laminated in my car. I need to update it because it's a little outdated. But I went through and I made this chart. I can send it to you digitally if you'd like, or you can use this one. Um, or we can print you some more. It doesn't matter. But, like, go through, right? And you can make your own headings. But for me, you know, work, and church, friends, family, and other people. And so on Monday, I'd write down, okay, I'm going to pray for Kendall. And on Tuesday, I'm going to pray for Katie. And Wednesday, I'm going to pray for Kayla and Chandler. Okay? And church, who are you going to pray for? Here's a way to go deeper in your prayer life, right? Because when it's Thursday and you say, okay, well, oh, I, I want to remember to specifically pray for Miss Lois, or I want to pray for Dwight, or I want to pray for Jimmy. You know what I'm saying? Pray for him that day. There's a way to go 
deeper. Another thing is that if you have a phone, I think there's Android and uh, uh, iPhone. I have it for the iPhone. It's called um, it's called Prayer Mate. One word, Prayer Mate. M A T E. Prayer Mate. That's what I'm currently trying. And you know what I love about that? I put all my names in there. So I put all y'all's names in there. Everybody who attends, and uh, everybody who attends. Pretty much everybody. I need to add one or two people. I see. But uh, pretty much everybody we see on a regular basis, add y'all in there and add my family and add a few other people. And guess what? When I open that app up, this is okay, Chris. Here's who you pray for today. You don't even have to think about it. You just plug them in and, and you tell it, whatever. It's awesome. So check that out. It's called Prayer Mate. And then on the, as a bonus, on the back, y'all have some homework in a way. And I want you to hang on to this. I want you to stick it in your Bible. I want to stick, you, stick it in somewhere you're going to have it for next week. This is going to go with what we're talking about next week. But here is a little list. I love lists. I love things that challenge us. So if you want to go deeper, next week we'll be talking about going deeper in our Bible study. Right? That's where we're going next week. Just so you know, we're talking about Bible study. Can't wait to see what nuggets of wisdom God puts in my path this week. But um, we're going to talk about Bible study. Well, here, right here, 17 reasons for prayer. So you know what you do? Maybe one day you sit down and say, okay, God's repeated command to do so, number one. Or maybe you look up those those several scripture references, and that becomes part of your quiet time. So you hang on to this, okay? You hang on to that, maybe complete the front. You hang on to it because we're going to talk about it next week. Listen, as we close, it's funny, this morning as we start, we're going to sing our uh, closing hymn. We only got one verse today. We're going to sing it. We skip that sometimes. We're going to sing that song. But listen, as, as I hurry to close... The most dangerous prayer you can pray is this. Use me. Rick Warren said that. The most dangerous prayer you can pray is, Lord, use me. Can I tell you what? Are you willing to pray bold prayers? Lord, use me. Lord, make me. Lord, blank. You fill in the blank. Can I tell you something? I prayed a bold prayer one time a few years ago, probably in 2013 maybe. Oh, it was the rally cry of the youth ministry that I was in. Praise God, he placed it on my heart and I prayed it. And Lord, I didn't know what I was praying for. I said, Lord, break me, mold me, and make me into the man you'd have me to be. He answered my prayer. And at the end of that year, Satan tried to grip me. Deep, dark depression. The, the, the black dog of depression was on my back. And then the Lord just spoke in that still, small voice and said, I answered your prayer. And you're getting exactly what you asked for. Hold on. then you got to love friends. Sometimes you just want to smack them. I'm just saying. Sometimes you do. I'm just being honest. As we talked about this morning, tell the truth. I had a buddy who went to school with me. He said, tell the truth, stay in church. I don't even want to smack him. So when I was struggling with that, right, because the Lord was, he was doing that. He was doing the work. I was struggling. I was belly aching. Buddy of mine, I don't even remember who it was now. I should. Maybe that's why I don't remember, so I can't smack him. But anyway, he, uh, he said, well, you know, buddy, he said, uh, the Lord ain't ever going to be done with you till he calls you home. Well, that ain't very encouraging. You know, tell me something I wanted to hear. I don't know. I didn't want to hear that. All right, real quick. Real quick. Book. Adrian Rogers. What Every Christian Ought to Know. 
Essential Truths for Growing Your Faith. One of the first books I read. I picked it up. Guess what? It got a whole chapter. How to Pray with Power. Real quick. Praying with power. There's not a more important subject in all the world for a Christian than to learn how to pray. Not only to learn how to pray, but to pray with power. As Christians, we must realize that nothing lies beyond the reach of prayer except that which lies outside the will of God. Prayer can do anything that God can do, and God can do anything. So I'll leave you with these thoughts. Leave you with these thoughts. Y'all like, good Lord, this is the longest message in history at Bible Fellowship. It'll be all right. Somebody's got to do it. Sometimes prayer is not answered because we're not praying to God as a father. We've never been saved. Sometimes prayer is not answered because we're not praying the will of God. We're not saying your kingdom come, your will be done. Instead, we're saying my kingdom come and my will be done. Sometimes our prayers are not answered because they are not asked. We simply do not say, Father, give me what I need. And then sometimes our prayers are not answered because there's unconfessed, unrepented sin in our life. So, have you been saved? We started this morning in Psalm fifty-five, twenty-two. Cast your burden on the Lord and He will sustain you. But again, I challenge you to read around when you're sent to a verse like that because verse 16 says, But I call to God and the Lord will save me. Whose kingdom are you building? We have not because we ask not. James 4, 2 through 3. You desire and do not have, so you murder. You covet and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask, and you ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly to spin it on your passions. And lastly, is there any unconfessed, unrepented sin in your life? Now, funny thing is, as I was typing that in my notes, autocorrect kept wanting to change that to unreported and i said no i'd back but i'd back it up unrepented ding ding unreported what no go back but isn't it funny so i leave you with this thought this morning is there any sin in your life that you haven't reported to god amen so in this time as we close with our hymn invitation and we've gone over But it's okay, because guess what? It's warm and it's dry in here. So, Father, we thank you for this message. Lord, I thank you for what you've shown me. I thank you for what you've placed on my heart. God, all these things, everywhere I turn, books I pick up, Twitter that I turn to, God, books that I've read, they just have all these nuggets of wisdom. And so, Father, I pray this morning as we studied about what we're to be about, that we're to, to be about praying to you, coming to you boldly, Father, that we may... Uh, call upon you, that we may pray without ceasing, that we may pray for everybody, that we may pray boldly but yet humbly. Father, I pray this morning there might be some unreported sin in our lives. And so, Father, I pray that as you as you deal with those with each individual this morning, I pray that they may report that sin to you. 
Wash them. Wash them. White as snow, Father, as they come and they pour out their hearts to you, Father. As we pray during this time, I encourage them to pray where they are, to pray at the altar, to come before you and just have a conversation. Father, we thank you and love you. Amen.